Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to my mom's podcast. She will talk about it now. Today's podcast is a conversation with Lauren Murphy from The Style Files. Lauren is a qualified stylist who works in editorial fashion style and also is the resident stylist at Rabina Town Centre and Logan Hyperdome. Lauren has worked with a variety of clients from 11-year-olds right through to 80-year-old grandmothers. She has a massive passion for helping people to unlock their own personal style, and I really enjoyed my conversation with Lauren. We talk about the importance of editing your wardrobe, refining exactly the type of style that's going to work for your own lifestyle. We talk about throwing out the old fashioned rules and how to create a wardrobe that you love. I hope you enjoy this lighthearted episode with the wonderful Lauren from The Style Files. Lauren, thank you so much for taking time out of your lockdown to have this conversation with me. I would love to start with why you are so passionate about style and why does what we wear matter? Hi, Kylie. How are you? Thank you for having me today. (laughs) I guess, do you know what? I'm going to throw it all the way back to when I was a kid. I guess I was, um, I've always been quite passionate about fashion. And the thing to me is that it's so much more than our clothing, Um, I was always a very anxious child slash teenager especially and I started noting that, you know, I used to always have this fear of entering busy places or, you know, if we'd pull up at a party as a teenager, I used to hide in the car and I'd work myself up and, and spend like so long with friends coming to the car like, come on, Lauren, come in the party and I'd work myself up and I started noticing when I finally got in there you know, it was almost like a decoy instead of people delving into, hi, how are you? Tell me a bit about yourself type thing. It was like, oh, I love your hat. Where'd you get that from? And although, it, you know, it, it may sound superficial to some, it's like 
we put on our armour. It's like a confidence costume, you know, how superheroes wear capes or it's um, there's so much more. You know, clothing has such a correlation with psychology and the clothes we wear really affect our behaviour, our mood, our confidence, the way we interact with other people and, you know, having studied personal styling and editorial styling, um, I, I'm so passionate now that I get to go on to help other individuals tap into their personal style, find, you know, what it is that lights them up when they, when they get dressed of a morning. Who do they want to transform into? What, what sort of, um, you know, what mood, what, uh, are you there? What sort of, yeah, I'm here. What sort of message <laughs> they want to send to oh the world? <laughs> Who do you want to show up as today? I mean, it's one of the first things we do in the morning, right? We all have our routines, but we all know the type of mood we can get in when we when we enter our wardrobe and go, oh, my God, like there's nothing to wear, yet I there's a million everyone, clothes. <laughs> I was just saying, I think everyone can relate to that feeling of putting on, as you said, your armour and feeling so much more confident just because of what you're wearing. Exactly. And, you know, fashion's copped it a lot over the years for being something that that is only you know on the outer it's not you know how they say beauty skin deep and that type thing but you know I I've noticed through many many of my personal styling clients um it it means a lot more to them and it really does affect their day-to-day life I've I've had a lot of women you know um even even in their 50s still going back to their childhood and saying, oh, my mum said that I don't don't shop in there because mum always said, you know, I was too big for that store or, you know, I'm too old to go in there. And they're really like you're already limiting yourself and putting barriers up and rules. The first thing that I always tell my clients when it comes to fashion is there are no rules. Create your own rules. Who do you want to be? What makes you feel good? You know, we talk a lot about dressing for – our assets and the most flattering outfit but sometimes you've got just got to say you know what makes you feel fabulous less about the rules and what is the feeling and I think one of the things with fashion is yes for some people it is a total non-issue they are, they don't consider it they're not interested in it it's just not their bag and that's totally fine but for yep. other people fashion and the way they dress is a form of creativity and expressing a certain side of themselves and it can be really really fun so I love that you've already hit on the fact that it's not necessarily about you know following fashion rules and you have to dress like this in order to flatter your body shape it's more about how do you actually want to show up yeah exactly and I mean, I deal with personal styling clients, but also there's a lot um, when it comes to personal branding. So when we have a business or, you know, you might be a small business owner, you put a lot of money and effort and time into building a website, creating the perfect logo that really, um, you know, expresses your brand. But you might walk into a meeting, what are you wearing? Like, who is your audience? How do you want them to look at you? You know, you are your brand. So you know physically like it's a it's a visual symbol of of a your representation brand. It's, yeah. it's representation and you know 
it's it's a proven statistic that within one-tenth of a second, people start to form their opinion on someone. And although that opinion may very well, probably more than likely be incorrect, like it's very judgmental of us, but it's a scientific fact that within one-tenth of a second, we've started creating an opinion on someone and that is based on their visual representation. So therefore it's your clothing, it's the way you wear your hair, your accessories. So it's a pretty big thing that, you know, you can literally walk by someone, they're already judging you and that is on your outer. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, um, there's even psychology that goes into colours you're wearing. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if you've you've ever heard this before, Kylie, but colours have meanings when it, when you wear them. So, like, if you um, – blue, for example, is a very trusting, approachable, sort of tranquil colour. So um, perhaps if you were maybe presenting at a workshop to women that you really want to make them feel comfortable and trust you, blue, you know, that's a colour. Apparently wearing pink for salesmen – um, is quite popular because it shows that the man is confident enough to wear a feminine colour. So they're confident in themselves. Um, you know, so red underlying psychology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's subconscious. But um, another term, actually, that that sort of proves that psychology and fashion is very well um, intertwined is enclosed. It's, it's called enclosed cognition. Have you heard of that before? I have. I have, but only because I have done a podcast in the past on clearing out your wardrobe and I found it yeah. really interesting when I yeah. started to dig into the link between confidence and how we dress and how it actually does change how we think and respond in situations. Yeah, exactly. So I watched a video. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the, um, the lab coat video. I don't know that one. They basically just have, um, I think it's, it might just be a simple quiz or something, but they get all all these individuals from different walks of life. Oh, I do know the one you're referring to. I do. Yes. So they put on a white lab coat on some of them and then not on the others. And every time it's the, the ones who are wearing the white lab coat who perform better because you've got that association with intelligence and scientific thinking. Simply on a your piece armor. of clothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's that's just why uniform can it? be so important. Yeah, which is why, like, I go into someone's wardrobe. So I, I conduct wardrobe um, edits or wardrobe cleanses, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, I might, I always sit with a client first and have a style consultation. Basically, that's where I delve into their lifestyle, um, what, you know, what they consider their assets or what they're uncomfortable with, what they are comfortable with, um, you know, talking about what's in their wardrobe, colours they love, styles they do and don't, what type of fabrics they're not comfortable with, that type of thing. So these are Um, all questions you would ask. So if a woman came to you, Lauren, and said, I've just gone through a massive life change, whether they've had a baby or maybe they've just hit an age milestone that feels big for them or whatever it is, but they've come to you and they've said, Lauren, I have no clue what my personal style is. So these are the questions that you would start to ask them to help them sort of develop a sense of the direction of their style or a sense of style. 
Yes, absolutely. So first and foremost, I would conduct a one-on-one style consultation. And the main thing that I can do is listen and really hear them and take on board what they're saying. It has absolutely nothing to do with uh, my opinion, my taste in fashion, what's trending. You really want to hear the client um, because, as I mentioned before, they start coming out with stuff from their childhood, like heaps of things start unravelling. Um, and the, the goal of this style consultation is to delve into their personal style, their desired style. So tapping into what their style categories are. But once I go through a list of questions, like, for example, I may ask, you know, Monday to Friday, what are you doing? Or what do you do for, um, do you do hobbies? Where do you work? That type of thing. Because I'm not going to go out and shop for stilettos if I'm dealing with a client who, you know, only only on does, farm. Goes, goes hiking. Yep, works on a farm, <laughs> hikes on weekends, doesn't go anywhere, you know, or has an ankle injury. So you've really got to get, get to know the client before you go on a big, you go shopping. So, um Yeah, so then comes, after I go through the list of questions and really listen to the client, I then go through um, identifying their style categories. And the way I do this is I actually have images of um, individuals in outfits. And on a piece of paper for the client, uh, numerous different style categories. So there may be masculine, feminine, quirky, sexy, classic, timeless, different words like that. So they go through each image and and mark next to what words they like about the outfits. So I think there's about 20 outfits or so. Basically, it's like a tally. And at the end, like the top three categories are typically what their styles are. So then I use that to reflect. Hey. I said have fun. Yeah, I need to do yours for sure. What, what, do you think the funny thing is I always ask the clients first like do you, do you think you know what you are and um, <laughs> a lot of them a lot of them actually you know they get kind of surprised at the end and then I go okay stand up show me what you're wearing because it, it is very very easy like it happens all the time you can get masculine and feminine in one so for example I might have a little checkered baby doll dress on but have black combat boots so right there you've sort of got a masculine piece and a feminine piece so a lot of women are like oh I don't think I'm this and that and then I get them to stand up and I go from head to toe and I go well look there you go you've got this piece here's that 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 and they're always like oh yeah I am but the the point yeah the point of doing this is to then once we've collated all the information about their lifestyle, what they do and don't like, desired outcome of going shopping or whatnot, add to that their style categories. Does their re- uh, does their wardrobe actually reflect their style? So that's where we then go into the wardrobe and go, okay, how come you got this item? Like I'll give you an example. The other week I had a client and I was in her wardrobe and majority, like I'm talking 95% of her wardrobe was jeans, um, and long sleeve button up shirts with collars and then some knitwear. She works in a very heavy male industry, like a male heavy industry, sorry, and she likes to go to work wearing that, which is great. 
then I'd pluck out like a random flowy pastel maxi dress, almost a gown, and I'm like, what's this? This does not, like, what is that? This is just not your style. It doesn't reflect what your desired style is. She said, oh, I bought that because I thought I should be more feminine. Like, this is when I wanted the classic should more girly. And I said, look, I get what you're saying there, but you don't have to. That's not the only way to be feminine is to go and find the most pink, florally, floaty, extreme version of it. Yeah. So then I might say, look, let's work within your style and tweak it. So, you know, a softer, a softer neckline on the blouses you're buying or, you know, tucking your top in instead of having it undone or, you know, changing your accessories around, things like that. But the end goal is to have people have their wardrobes reflecting their style, shopping smarter. So the pieces in the wardrobe, when you get up and go to your wardrobe, you know, it's an easy grab. You actually like what you're looking at because statistically the average Australian woman wears one third of their wardrobe and they wear that one third 80% of the time. So I think every woman is nodding along right now like, yep. (laughs) Yeah, so it's the old, I've got nothing to wear, but I'm looking at all this, but I've still got nothing to wear. So what we want to do is cull your wardrobe, declutter it, you want to purchase things within your style. You you want to make smart purchases and, you know, have it organised in a way that you're not wasting time. I mean, time is money. We're in a busy world say, now. Also not wasting money as well. I think a lot of people can relate to buying those items, as you said, because they think, oh, I should have this, I should have that, or, you know, they desire being a certain way, so they purchase something that reflects it, but it doesn't actually line up with the reality of their life. I think it's such a service to ourselves to go into our wardrobes and do that edit, do that cull, so that when you are getting dressed of a morning, you know that you're walking into a space or you're standing in front of a space that actually is going to light you up rather than make you feel poorly. And so I imagine for a lot of women, they've got clothes hanging in their wardrobe that they've not touched, they've not worn in over six months. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I've got statistics coming out of my ears when it comes to fashion and landfill and waste, like 23 kilos a year the average person throws away in clothing like just throwing it which a I mean like sustainability nowadays I'm so passionate about that as well so when I have that that loops in with my clients you know making them feel amazing and confident and the best versions of themselves it's also about like you know doing your bit in sustainability and you know with social media nowadays um, a lot of the fast fashion houses, because there's, um, uh, what's it called, like uh, fashion halls and style reels mm. and all that, um, a lot of people are getting sent a lot of fashion items and never wearing them. They're just making reels and whatnot and just throwing them out. So it's actually contributing to even more waste. Consumerism is so extreme right now. And as you said, (laughs) social media definitely plays a part in that. 
Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I have some, um, you know, little ideas to to sort of um, try and reduce your footprint, I guess, in that 23 kilos of waste a year. Firstly, it's about, you know, sitting down, taking the time to, before you enter the shops, yeah, making your vision very clear, what, what you're going there for. Um, I put a post on Instagram a few months ago. It was like, which shopper are you? And I don't have it in front of me right now, but, you know, I think there was, um, I forget the names I called them, but you're either the the shopper that goes in there and, um, oh, it's like a last minute, last minute Larry and you go in and you just, you got the event the next day. So you just grab the, the outfit off the mannequin or you're the person that only buys things on sale, but you don't really need them. Or the person that has items still in your cupboard with tags on them like we all have a different consumer habit we've just got to try and be a little bit more conscious of that so we need to shop smarter so firstly we need to have the vision of why we're going to shops in the first place um questions to ask yourself simply is it in my budget will i will i where will i wear this sorry do i already own items similar to this like the amount of people that say, oh, I need a white shirt. And then when I see their wardrobe, they've got like 70 white shirts. I'm like, you do not need another white shirt. Oh my gosh, I'm so in. guilty of this with <laughs> denim shorts, Lauren. I've got denim shorts for freaking well, miles. <laughs> oh my God. My rule is one in, one out. <laughs> yes, so I do that. Add, do not you know add another until you get rid of some. I have two but, rules that I kind of live by when it comes yeah. to shopping, and that is one in one out like whether it's I'm giving yep. it to a girlfriend or I'm donating it or I'm selling it which I think perfect a lot of women should consider selling their clothes or setting up a swap group with their girlfriends or whatever but yep. I have that rule and then the other one is I think about cost per wear so Absolutely. I will kind of do a bit of a mental calculation like if something is $300 and I'm only going to wear it once probably not worth it for me but if it's $300 and I'm going to wear it a hundred times that year, great. That's worth it for me. Three dollars per wear, brilliant. Like I kind of run things through my filter like that. Yeah, well, that's really good. Like that. Yeah, that's good that you're conscious of that because they're two. They're definitely two of the questions that I say to ask yourself. Um, you know, does it reflect your style? Does it uh, does it suit your body shape? Do I have too many items that are similar? Um, and then also, can I? What can I wear it with? because so many people have beautiful items in their wardrobe and they don't know how to wear them or, you know, they've, they've bought this random beautiful sequined pink and orange top, but they're like, I don't own a single thing to match it with. And then it ends up sitting there and wastes away anyway. And so many people say, oh, no, it cost me this much money. I don't want to get rid of it. And I just simply say back, well, what, what good is it doing collecting dust in your wardrobe? It's literally just wasting away. Yeah, there's and more it, than one way to be a waste. Yeah, but I agree with you on the setting up fashion swaps amongst friends um, and also, yeah, looking at women's refuge and um, charities like that that uh, I know that there's some domestic violence shelters on the Gold Coast where, where I'm located that I often send my clothes because, you know, it's last-minute fleeing so they don't actually often have clothing with them. Um there's a couple of cool charities as well for women that have come out of prison that are looking like they're going for job interviews. Job interviews, yeah. Yeah, because not many people pass on corporate wear. I don't know. They, 
I, I don't know, obviously a lot of people throw things. So that's kind of a cool one as well, helping someone to try and rehabilitate their life. They're out there going for an interview. So, and also just shopping ethical labels, like know where you're buying from, who's making it, where's it coming from. Um, there are some really cool, you know, brands in Australia and and locally that, that are doing the right thing. So, I mean, we really want to put our money into those brands, don't we, rather than the big the big um, companies that are exploiting employees and, and whatnot. Absolutely. Thinking about what you're getting for your money and not just in terms of, I mean, it's amazing, of course, to be choosing businesses that are really ethical and you are on board with their ethos and their guidelines and their everything, but also <coughs> just quality. You know, like it's yeah. one of those things that often when you're, and not always, but often when you're paying a small, a lower fee, these mm. are things that you put through the washing machine twice and they come out with holes in them. I know. And look, we're all guilty of it going, oh, you know, this is so cheap. I'm just going to grab this. But yeah, how many times do we just say, oh, that didn't last very long and you're out there buying it again? Like do the maths. <laughs> yeah, it loses shape and things like that. Yeah. Now, Back to once you've helped someone identify their own style guide or personal brand, you send them into their wardrobe and you say, let's go through and see what you've got. Let's, you know, look at items that we're going to donate, items that we're going to bin that are maybe Mm -hmm. beyond salvaging. Yeah. What happens next? Okay, so I'll take you through what I do when I go into someone's wardrobe, you just sort of um, summarised it, but I'll, I'll take you through the steps and then um, I'll, I'll go from there. So, yeah, people will invite me into their home. Um, I'll sit through style consultation. We'll get their style categories sorted, head to their room. Um, now we've got to have some time allocated. So, I mean, everyone's wardrobes are, are different sizes, but it's usually minimum two hours set aside, to be honest because um, we do. We get our three piles ready. So I would say a keep pile. We have a maybe pile, which is usually what we go back to. It's normally they don't know what to wear it with or they like it, but they're unsure. So we keep that right at the front. And then we've got a pile to either donate or to sell because selling still being sustainable. Sometimes you can sell it and then put that money back into another, another item. Then I get the client to try everything on. Now, it can sound a bit draining, but you have to try everything on because the amount of people that say, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this or it fits, but and then they put it on, it doesn't actually fit anymore or they find a stain or it's not in a good condition. So you must try everything on. Then um, the, the, the few questions we ask ourselves, do you love it? Do you have places to wear this? Do you have things that go with it? Do you own items like this and is it in good condition? Then um, once they've tried everything on and either got them in all their piles, you then can shop your own wardrobe is the term we kind of call it. And it is using those pieces in the maybe pile and what's still hanging there. And then I start creating outfits with what you already have in your wardrobe. So some people are really good at this and other people not so much. So they might just need a professional or a friend that does have a knack for it to help them out with this. Fresh eyes to see, you know, some fresh eyes come in and go, oh my God, this will look good with this. And you've looked at that same item forever and you just didn't see it worn that way. 
So we shop Absolutely. out of wardrobe and create a heap of looks um, using your own items. Uh, some people like to photograph this. I can make up, uh, I do digital mood boards where we sort of create little outfits and how to style them. Style them. Sometimes it's just nice to have that inspiration there, like on your phone or whatnot to flick through and remind you. And do you know what, Lauren? Something yeah. that I think is so important with your service is it's just giving someone the permission to look that cute. Like sometimes people just need <laughs> someone to say to them, no, you look amazing in that faux leather skirt and oh, your husband's I- shirt. That looks incredible. Put your boots on and get out the door because they might have tried it on on their own but thought, oh, who yep. am I? Who am yep. I to wear this? And then they just slip back into their black tights and their yep. active mum uniform and head out the door. And so I think that's just such a gift to have someone standing there and being like, no, no, babe, you've got these clothes and you look fucking amazing in them. Wear them. Like, don't don't save it for a special day. Just wear it today. Oh, you, you are so right. The amount of times I've stood in someone's wardrobe with them and they're like, what do you think? Like, and I'll tell them yeah, what I think. They're wanting permission. But they say, what do you think? Should I? And it's lovely they're asking, but I say, and I'll just flip it straight back on them, check what their vibe is. And, and you know, people go, oh, I love how ruthless you are. Thank God. Oh, I'm glad you're honest. I'm like, of course I am. Like, yes, you know, we so all sometimes need that style fairy godmother. <laughs> so on one hand, I can be the ruthless grandma. It's like, get rid of it, throw it in the bin. And on the other hand, like you said, I'm there as a cheerleader almost. And and because I have that, um, I guess, qualification behind me and experience or whatnot as a stylist, they're taking what I'm saying more on board than perhaps what the voice in their head is saying. Even though it might be the same thing, they're like, okay, cool, Lauren thinks I should wear it. And, I mean, it's putting a lot of trust in me. Nobody needs me, my permission. But it, you're right. That's exactly what my clients do. It- I think really the permission, do. the permission factor, Lauren, but also just the circuit breaker of having someone come in and see you differently because in life, in so many areas, in all the areas, often when people expect us to be a certain way and that's our behavior, that's our mood, how we dress, when people expect us to be a certain way, there's kind of a predisposition that we have to show up in that way. So yep. having someone come through the door and be a circuit breaker and be like, no, no, you get to choose who you are. You get to choose how you dress. It's a real it's a real gift to someone that's feeling a bit stuck. Yeah. And, you know, the amount of clients, it's, it's one of the most popular things actually that comes out of a woman's mouth when I have a personal styling client is I don't like my arms. Um, and I'm talking all different shapes, sizes, ages, and, like, in my eyes, I'm thinking, geez, why not? Like, they're great arms. Like, so weird. But, anyways, they say I don't like my arms. And usually they don't even have a reason why. They say, oh, I don't know. I've just never liked them. I like to cover them. Then we might be an hour into our session. They're trying on things, revealing their arms. And I'm like, oh, are you okay to try it? Like, you, you feel comfortable with your arms out? And they're like, oh, yeah. By the end of it. They're wearing a halter neck, no bra. I was just going to say, they're in a strapless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy how quickly, like, it's, it, it, it is. It's like a transformation and you just see the confidence grow throughout a simple session of someone just maybe all you need, all a lot of people need is just that 
yeah, a, a different voice come in and say, it's okay to wear that or who told you this rule? Like break it, kick down the door, wear what you want or, you know, and something I do go through when I do a style consultation is if someone says I don't wear, you know, I'll, I'll ask them if they have any fashion rules as such and they might say, oh, look, I don't wear anything short. Now my short could be very different to their short. So I... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. have to then say can you show me how short because what is short you know so we then get very clear on the different rulings so I'm not out there going oh you can't try this on it's too short whereas their short's different if that makes sense oh it makes total so, sense you yeah, have to read like, you have to really get very clear yeah on what they're saying yeah and a lot of the time like I mentioned you know things come back from their childhood and and I'm I have a daughter myself now and I just, after speaking to so many um, women, especially who who I'm there for a personal styling session, who refer back to their mum or growing up and what they could and couldn't wear and it's the way you speak to other females is just so important, uh, the way it makes them feel and that feeling to shake it or, you know, we've just got to be so careful with our wording and allowing women to sort of express themselves how they want to and wear what they want to wear definitely and I think that's kind of something that makes me a bit excited for the next generation because I know growing up my mum definitely and her friends and you know it's obviously obviously just being a victim of circumstance but you know they had a lot of rules like you know redheads shouldn't wear pink and you shouldn't clash patterns and those sorts of things that I remember hearing as a young child, but I think now with social media, with so much more freedom and creativity in the way people dress, I think the next generation are going to be far less um, prone to falling victim to those sorts of fashion rules. Yeah, you're right. And that is exciting because, you know, self-expression and just even like a fit model. I, I worked in retail from 13 and a fit model was 8 to 10. You know, we're, we're seeing so much inclusivity now, like everything's so inclusive, which is which is so good. It's really good for fashion. Definitely. So you've got your client, you've shopped the wardrobe, you've helped them piece together some looks that they might not have put together themselves. What is next? Do you head to the shops then with a wish list or where just, do you go? Yep. So I'll just wrapping up up the wardrobe once we shop the wardrobe I then um also sorry when they try everything on I get it I, I leave everything out of the wardrobe so then once we've we've sort of finished trying everything done our piles shopped our wardrobe I then put every piece back in the wardrobe now some people some people are OCD and have their own exact way they like things most I would say at least 95% of my clients have allowed me to put 
things back where I would recommend. And this is just a personal preference. I like to put things not in colour coordination, but I do it in lifestyle sections as such. So workwear, casual wear, going out, you know, active wear or whatnot. And the things that you wear the most, so if you work full-time, um, you know, I put them at the most sort of at eye's reach, the easiest grab. Because what I've learned along the way with my clients is a lot of people have a set routine in order of which they get dressed and shower and whatnot. So some people take their outfit into the shower. Some people lay it out on their bed. Um, I had a client who had a whole beautiful big set of drawers in her room, but it was empty because she didn't like to walk out there to get dressed because she thought, neighbours could see in her window so random little things like that I need to place your most worn things or your most sort of um what you're going to need the most I just make it easy for yourself like yeah reduce the resistance work smarter not harder (laughs) yes but yeah if you're going to work you've got kids you know life's hard nowadays like eliminate as much stress as possible So, yeah, I always do it in order of lifestyle. And then there's crossover pieces. So I call those trans-seasonal pieces are the ones that you can wear throughout every season, usually layering them. And then crossover pieces are sort of I like to break down the rules around, say, corporate wear being just corporate wear. I like to mix it in with, you know, your weekend wear as such. So I try and arrange it that the crossover pieces then sort of blend into the next lifestyle section as such and I always pack away out of season items like get them out of the way because you'll be surprised how many people just have fur coats sitting at the front of their wardrobe when we're in summer in Queensland so out of sight out of mind um my another rule that I actually have is if you didn't wear it last summer when we're in summer And there's going to be so many more beautiful things come out. Like if you've missed a whole season of wearing it, get rid of it. Yes. I'm so here for that. I'm very much like if you've not touched it in six months, you probably won't touch it in another six months. Like let it go. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're not – it's something that's like you're not going to miss it. Yeah, and that's where that one-in-one-out rule helps. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's also amazing like – sentimental value that pieces of clothing have as well so I'm very mindful not to be like oh what's this throw this out and it's you know something yeah of course I had a client (laughs) that had like 16 bridesmaids dresses just perched up in a wardrobe I was like oh my gosh what are these I can't get rid of those they're they're my bridesmaids I've been a bridesmaid I was like okay do we have another space for them perhaps like because every day you're getting up and you're like, I've got nothing to wear. Well, you don't need to look at those because you're not wearing your <laughs> bridesmaid dress to the grocery store. So although, you know, some things may seem, you know, like common sense, but we all do silly, weird little things that make our life a bit harder. So, yeah, just that's probably where I'm at with organising your wardrobe as such. Then what we do is we go shopping. So actually after the wardrobe is done, I then, as we do it, I sort of fill in notes as well of items that we start to, we, we realise we're missing. So it's wardrobe gaps. Um, and then also looking back at the initial style consultation, 
you sort of pair it all together and then go, all right, well, this is what we're looking at, what we need. Some people I finish a wardrobe consultation and it's still, you know, pretty pretty full wardrobe, but some people it is dead empty, like really empty. And I say, yeah, just stay calm. Imagine. We're going shopping. It's okay, <laughs> like, don't worry. And then you fill in the gaps, basically. So we go to the shops with a, literally a shopping list. Um, so we stay on track. We, it's so easy to get distracted by pretty things, right? So we stay very well. Like I take all my notes with me and usually I do the shop. You, I would never do it on the same day because a wardrobe uh, cleanse and having your style consultation and whatnot, like I said, it might be around three hours or so. The client's getting dressed. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, it, you know, it's pretty tiring. lie so, down after that. <laughs> yeah. So the clients, I, I tend to try and book it in within a week of the wardrobe cleanse. So then we go and try and fill the gaps. Fun. I love the method to this. I think it's so cool to hear the behind the scenes of how you actually create a wardrobe that is going to be wearable. I think it's really cool. Yep. At the end of the day, as a stylist, it's I would not have done my job right if the client went and bought items and they didn't wear them, if they just sat in their wardrobe. The key is to arm the client with the tools to shop for them and in line with their style and, like you said, you know, value per wear type stuff um, and to, to sort of, yeah, arm the client with the tools to not dread to go to the shops. Like a lot of people really strongly dislike shopping. But generally uh, those people aren't going in with the right vision. You know, yeah, they sort of go in without a vision or, yeah. And, you know, I remember as a kid I would go, I used to go to Pacific Fair. I was a local Gold Coast girl and would play netball and mum would say, we'll go to Pacific Fair. And I'm like, yes, we're going to pack fair. So excited. And if I left there empty-handed now I wasn't spoiled at all I I never asked for things but if I had something in my mind that I needed or I really wanted to buy at the shops if I left empty-handed the mood whew, like <laughs> I was devastated devastated yeah but how's the how's the skip out when you have a hot outfit you're like oh, where are we going <laughs> you just start creating an event just so you can wear your outfit but again Absolutely. it's like it's it changes your mood doesn't it it does. It really does. Now, I have a couple of questions that will help us sort of get into some of the nitty gritty of shopping. Now, oh. these are questions that have come through via Instagram. So okay. I thought perhaps we could run through these kind of rapid fire style, okay. um, but see what see what you come up with. Okay, I'll do my best. I hope I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. Okay. The first question, well, it, this is kind of, yeah, it's a question that came through Instagram is to do with skinny jeans. And the question was along the lines of are skinny jeans really only for outdated people now? Because a while ago there was that whole thing where the millennials were like, you know, getting burnt for wearing skinny jeans. (laughs) Oh, that's a cool side part statement. What did you say? Sorry? It was side parts and skinny jeans. Oh, yes, side parts. Oh, my God, yes, I did see that. Um, I, I'm a middle part voter. <laughs> oh, look at you go. <laughs> I, don't well, my, I have a cow's lick. My hair will only but, hang out in a side 
situation. I've tried to do the middle part. Yeah. You know, I can train it. I can put bobby pins in it. But I've kind of just gone back to letting it hang out on the side. <laughs> so I might whack a pair of skinny jeans on and <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> you know what? Every time I get my hair done, the hairdresser's always like, so where's your part? I'm like, um, Dead it, bitch. <laughs> I feel like I uh, just off center, wobbly cow leg, just let it drop. <laughs> um, okay, so skinny jeans. Oh my god. So, as I said at the beginning, I, I do not follow rules <laughs> when it comes to fashion, I make my own rules. So, I, I do believe like the trends currently out. What's on trend is definitely bootleg, baggier jean, cropped jean. But I think skinny jeans, you really do need to have one pair in your wardrobe as well. Because depending on what you're wearing up top, like I love a fitted skinny jean underneath something more sort of relaxed up top. Um, even like a big thick knit you know, it sort of balances the look. So I, I say never say never to anything. I'm the type of person that wears like flares two seasons before they even come out. I wear, I used to wear red berets to parties in high school. Like I'm kind of off trend a lot. So you're asking probably the wrong person, but they're not typically on trend at the moment. But depending what you wear it with, I, I like to wear things that are old. And also with. how you feel in them. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you ask yourself, do you have something to wear with them? Do you have somewhere to go with it? Do you feel comfortable? Does it, yeah, does it suit your body shape? And how the hell do you feel in them? <laughs> so good. Um, again, this is one where we've kind of spoken a little bit about old fashion rules, but the question that came in is, what colours are best for pale skin tones? Oh, that's hard actually because... It also, I would say, depends on your hair colour, your eye colour. Um, I'd probably have to see you in person. But, I mean, yellow is hard for anyone, so probably stay clear of yellow. Um, but, you know, you can still go the classic looks, but perhaps instead of black you go navy or um, you look at chocolate brown, sort of the brown tones for paler skin. That's what I'd do. What are your three must-have staple items? I'm going to take a swing, yep. Lauren, at what you're going to say. Oh, are you right? going to get? I'm going to guess, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, um, freeze I'm hard gonna... though. That's like choosing a favorite kid, but okay. Okay, well, the three that I think you would say, based off knowing you just a little bit, I would say denim shorts are one. Oh, okay, yep. Um, maybe a blazer and a white t-shirt. <sighs> Oof. Okay. Oof. <laughs> I reckon you've got one out of that or oh, kind of two, kind of. I thought well, I had the trifecta. Even almost three. No, okay, I'm going to tell you why. Well, okay. firstly, it is going to be dependent on your climate. Like I know that we're both, you know, Northern Rivers, Gold Coast kind of girls, but it's going to depend on obviously your climate and where you live. Also your lifestyle, like whether you're a full-blown. Oh, girl, yeah, I was thinking slipper. just for you. Oh, sorry. Is this my personal Yours? right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I thought I was giving advice on like the three staple pieces someone needs to have. Okay. Um. All right. I'm going to give mine then. All right. If I was, see, this, this probably is ever changing as well, but I'm going to say white sneakers. 
and like a slim line kind of a white sneaker because being in so many people's wardrobes and going shopping I feel like that's a gap that I always say get a white sneaker they seem to go with everything um then I would say you've got to have like a black midi dress so that could be flexible with work workwear throwing a blazer over or going out where with girls throwing heels on or more casual put your white sneakers and a denim jacket over so a black midi dress um and then yeah it would have to be like a white top but I would say like a collared button up so it's kind of an in-betweener of if you did have to wear it to work or you could wear it with jeans or whatnot but if I was going to get yeah, you've you got to look for classic, versatile pieces that can match in. You want to create as many outfits as possible with the least amount of items. So it's kind of like a capsule wardrobe. But if I was going to list off a few for other people as well, I, I like to tell my clients to have like a Sunday best. It's almost like a a maxi or, you know, a, just a fun dress where you don't have to worry about if you're eating a lot or it's got to be comfy, but something – you know, if you're invited to a Christmas party, you're like, okay, I'm going to wear my fun floral maxi dress. That's a safe winner. Like, so to have like your Sunday best dress, um, definitely a well-fitted pair of jeans, but seasonally change it to denim shorts or denim skirt, just a denim bottom half, I guess, that fits well because you can wear that over and over and over. Um, and I would also say a suit. So I guess the blazer comes into that. A suit because you can wear it together, separate, um, if you've seen, you know, my style, my Instagram, I love blazers. Um, they're especially good for Zoom calls, corporate shots, and they're a piece that I like to mix with casual stuff as well. So a suit, but think outside the box of don't just associate suit with corporate. Break the pieces up and mix them with more casual stuff. So, again, you're going to get more wears out of the items. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, keep your plain tees, white, black. If you're not a black or white person look at gray navy neutral and just speaking on the t-shirt topic lauren one of the questions that came through was do you have a recommendation for a great plain white t-shirt that is not see-through oh yeah do you know what i do and i hope you like it um do you know the brand unico have you ever heard of them kylie unico or is it uniqlo um i say unico Unico, it's it's um I think it's a Japanese brand, but we have stores at Pack Fair. Yeah, yeah, it's I a red it's logo with the white. N U N I Q U N E Q O U. I thought I I don't know, but I can I'll look it up after I get off the phone. I'm I'm looking it up now as we speak. Uh, I can't look anything up yeah. I'm not on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it is Sorry. an L in it. So U N I Q L O. Uniqlo. Yeah, I bought a jacket oh, yes, from that. there before. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a white tee and it's a more fitted style and it's really good, like a nice, thick, non-see-through um, because people do go through the white shirts a lot. A lot of my clients do go the cheaper option and they're very thin and go out of shape. These shirts aren't uh, – they're not expensive, mind you. I, it's probably like $15. Like, they're cheap. Yeah, but I was going to say Uniqlo is really affordable. Yeah. And then when it comes to – I shop in the men's section of Uniqlo for my black shirt because I get a bigger fit for that. 
and it's enough for me to I think I get the men's extra small and then I tuck it in so I really like that brand because it got so many basics out and again you can shop women's or men's and you can shop online for those listening who can't just duck down to pack fair yeah, sorry, look it up online. I can't believe I was saying it wrong. You know I mean? No, I, I, on, I only know it because I bought a sports jacket from there and it was like a really, I felt like it was like this random find of a store. Like it's not a shop yeah. that I would normally walk into. But when I walked in, I was like, oh, my gosh, they've got some really cool things. Yeah, I'm probably, I'm a bit of a newcomer to it as well, but I'll definitely continue to go there for for playing tees and whatnot and um that just proves how much of a visual person I am I'm like describing the logo but I can't even say the name of the brand (laughs) yes I am exactly the same Lauren I see things like I have like a photographic so as soon as you said oh it's a red logo that was like no no I'm sure it's spelt like this because yeah yeah you're like I see it (laughs) yeah yeah totally girlfriend um other questions that have come through styling tips for short and curvy body types and also for flattering a larger bust. Okay. So I might break that down into two. So firstly, it was a shorter body, was it? Short and curvy body type was the way they worded it. Yeah. I mean, again, it depends what they do and don't want to accentuate. Some people, you know, this client or this question, they might, they're not saying it's a negative. They're not saying they love it. So I don't know whether they want to accentuate the curves or hide them. Who knows? But just in general, I would say look at um, a cropped pant or jean. So you're showing your ankle. It sort of gives an illusion of elongating the leg rather than having a full length jean and mm-hmm. also a higher waist on it. So it's Again, it's it's all about illusion and illusion dressing. So wherever hemlines finish or belts or jewellery, that's where the eye will go. So if I was curvier and smaller, I would probably wear a higher-waisted pant and draw it in with a belt so the eye is lifted higher and show ankle. And then for a bigger bust, again, depends if you want to show the bigger bust or you want to hide it. It's kind of twofold. But, again, it's where the eyes will go where something's accentuating it. So if you wanted to show off a bigger bust, you have your neck, maybe perhaps put a necklace on and the necklace right where the bust is. That's if you want the eyes to go there. If you want to um, hide a bigger bust, I would say do an A-line shape or like a one shoulder. So it's sort of the eyes are going to one side, not just straight at your bust, if that makes sense. Just start looking at different necklines where you want the eyes to go it just depends I think they're great tips and particularly with um what you mentioned about it really depends what you want to achieve because saying flattering a larger bust that exactly it could mean drawing attention to it and lifting it and really making your bust a focal um area or it could mean that you want to draw attention away from that area so it just depends I guess which is hard with Instagram because you can't always get the full context of the question but if they were my client um the difference between a good like a a good stars and a great stars would be never assume so I can't assume that they don't like their big bus or I can't assume that they love it like you have to ask questions and be very curious about the client you're dressing just so you're 100% on the same page 
Definitely. Um, another question that came through a few times was about tips for dressing for your age. And yep. I've noted here two of the questions that came through. One was the woman said she was 33 and the other one, the woman said she was 32. Mm. So tips for dressing for your age, I guess, in your 30s. Yeah, right. Time. I, I love this question and do I think about it all the time actually because I'm turning 36 this year and in my eyes and perhaps society's eyes, I think I dress kind of young for my age and I don't know if I do or not. I don't really care but that's what I believe and I assume it's from society's perception. I'm not sure. But um, I would always say, you know, age is however old you feel and there's no rules again around dressing a certain age or a certain way um yeah based on your age but I think it's a very transformative age I guess they're probably turned 30 maybe perhaps had children or whatnot it's it's an age I think where we probably start getting that middle age spread right <laughs> starts the tummy area Something goes south. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for some, not others. But sorry, what was what was the question? It was how to dress for your age, or yeah, tips for dressing for your age. Tips for dressing for your age. Look, I think it just always comes back to um, what makes you feel good, or who's your audience. Like maybe they might be a third. Who's your audience? Dog. I love that. Well, you know, they might be a teacher teaching teenage boys. It really depends who you want to impress if you're all about you well then stuff everyone else shop where you want when you want and something else I've found with clients is um oh I don't shop in there because I'm too old I think I mentioned that earlier that I ta- I've taken a lot of um women into chic lately um do you know the store chic I do yeah so I guess I mean I, I could be wrong here but I-, I guess it has a bit of a younger sort of demographic attached to it I'm not sure but um a lot of clients say oh I've never gone in there you know I thought maybe it was a bit too young for me and I said no no try try so I think just keeping an open mind with not labeling stores or brands as too young or too old and my tips would be mixing and matching pieces like you may have a more conservative top half and then switch it up with a more playful youthful bottom half or a rule of thumb tip that seems to work the way I sort of work my styling is I have a lot of very classic timeless pieces and I sort of edge it up with the accessories that are trending. So instead of following clothing trends, I follow for my body and what makes me feel good. And then I use the accessories. So hats, sunnies, even makeup, the way we do our hair, footwear, bags, we must remember all of those type of things when it comes to styling as well. So maybe um, these people that ask the question, again, I'm assuming, but let's just take a random guess and say, oh, look, maybe they think they're dressing a bit young for their age or um, they don't. Yeah, let's just say they think they might be dressing a bit young. Just have a look. Break your outfit up. Start at head and go all the way down to toe and just break it all up into pieces and say, oh, you know, it might just be the choice of shoe you're, you're wearing. Why don't you go and pick a different type of shoe? Or does that make sense? I don't know. It makes total sense. And I think it's just as important to kind of 
think about what fashion rules you're holding on to and start to dissolve those and really look at them because I think that we're all kind of being, you know, presenting and also feeling younger than past generations. Like if we think of our parents, True. a lot of them presented differently in their 30s to how we're presenting and in their 40s and 50s and beyond. And nowadays it's so much more common that women in their 30s and 40s and 50s are still shopping in places that women in their 20s are shopping. So maybe just dissolving those fashion rules. And I know I've had the experience where people have said to me, oh, where did you get that blazer from? And I've said, oh, I picked it up in Dottie of all places. And they've gone, oh, my God, I haven't walked into Dottie in years. And it's just because in their mind they've gone, oh, I'm past that point. So they don't even entertain entering the store. And I think it's, yeah, just dissolving some of those fashion rules. Yeah, exactly. Dissolving the rules, keeping an open mind. And once you find brands that work for you, like stick with them. Um, Having a handful of brands or styles that you go to is perfect. Just do a bit of research, try some things on and, and find what works for you and then tweak it. You know, if you're feeling like, oh, God, I look a bit old in this, well, can you undo a button or can you just put a more youthful um, pair of shoes on or why don't you put your bag across your body like a satchel or something just little tips and tricks like that can change I guess yeah the age of what the you look overall <laughs> yeah. yeah like a bright oh. pink lipstick you know imagine having that on and then not having it on I feel like it would change change things a lot really yeah, yeah. absolutely even right down to the color of your nails and chunky jewelry yep. versus fine jewelry and everything like that yeah, for sure. And something I, I learned about when I when I studied all my styling stuff was structure and flow. So, you know, um, an example of a very structured look would be hair slick back in a bun, maybe a, a dark red lipstick on. Um, you've got perhaps a black suit with a blouse underneath buttoned up with a pump point toe shoe on. But then, okay, I don't want to come across too intimidating or too structured. Let's loosen it up. You can simply wear the same outfit but pull your hair out, wipe the lippy off and and add like a lighter neutral colour, change the shoe to an open toe, unbutton some buttons on your blouse and voila, you're giving off a whole nother portrayal of image, you know. you've, You've added some flow into it and it's softened the look, yet you're wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah, just wearing it differently. Yeah. Amazing. Lauren, you have been so helpful and I feel like we could talk for hours and hours on this topic. Um, But I'm so grateful for your time. Where can our listeners connect with you? Um, I guess best place is probably over at my Instagram, which is at thestylefiles.aus. So the Style Files is the name of my styling business I created six years ago. Or I also have a website which has some more info on personal styling services, um, editorial styling I do also on a bit about me, and that's www.thestylefilesoz.com. Amazing. I will have those details in the show notes. And do you offer online consultations? Because I feel like a lot of women are going to ask. I do. So I think it was when COVID initially hit, shall we say, um, 
Yes, Early the gift luck. of the pivot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that uh, quickly got added to my list of services. So, yeah, virtual styling, um, it would be a case of either via phone or uh, Zoom or whatnot, doing a style consultation that way, um, emailing emailing off questions and, and what back and forth. And then, yeah, I can do online shopping, researching, sending you links, putting together digital mood boards, whatever. I just love Amazing. people asking questions and flicking back like, I always say to my clients, feel free to like continue messaging me after we've we're done months on. Like, send me a photo of what you're going to wear, and <laughs> I love it. So cool! It's been so fun to speak with you, and it's definitely provided some food for thought on my own wardrobe. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are feeling the same. So, thank you for sharing your passion and your knowledge with us today, Lauren. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honoured that I'm on here. Of course, we might have to make it a a regular feature. (laughs) Yes, please. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.